Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, Wednesday, September the 6th, 2023. Hope you're having a great day today, middle of the week, short week. It's a Labor Day on Monday. So um, one of those Wednesdays feels like Tuesday, but almost end of the week. Um, yeah, so glad you're on. Today we are... In Philippians chapter 2, we're a little bit off on our reading plan. You probably have noticed that. Um, but I feel like I just want to start at the beginning of books rather than jumping in in the middle of books. Um, and so uh, today, Philippians 2, uh, tomorrow, Philippians 3, and um, Friday, Philippians 4. So, yeah, today's an awesome chapter, man awesome chapter philippians chapter four or chapter two i'm sorry philippians chapter two is awesome hope you're having a good week um hope your fall is off to a good start getting the, in the routine of school and traffic and kids events and school activities and all that good stuff I think by now, pretty much everyone has started back to school. You know, usually uh, the the last ones to start are usually right after Labor Day or right before. So I remember when we were in Virginia, it was uh, usually right after Labor Day, and they were uh, so they were and they were some of the the latest to start in the year. So by now, yep, everybody's in, man. New school year. Not us though. We we are empty nesters. So <laughs> uh, so we're adjusting to that. Um, we do have a, uh, a trip coming up here in a few days. We're going to be doing a little camping trip, man. So that'll be fun. Do a little traveling. Um, going out to South Carolina or Georgia, Tybee Island. Is it South Carolina or Georgia? Tybee Island, Georgia. Tybee Island. Check it out. It's right there on the coast. Oh, it's right where that hurricane is headed. You know, that's awesome. Of course. <laughs> Uh, which we have really bad luck with this. Every time we schedule a place right on the beach, it get hit. It gets hit by a hurricane. Two weeks after Fort Myers got leveled last year, we had a reservation in uh, Fort Myers. Obviously, that never happened because, unfortunately, the uh, RV resort there, right on the beach, was you know obliterated, obliterated, ob whatever. Um. Uh, and I haven't looked in to see how they're if they've rebuilt yet or not. Um, hopefully they will. But now we're in Tybee Island here in a few days, and there's this big storm out on the off the east coast that's uh, kind of heading that way. So far, they're saying it's it's a good chance it won't touch land. Uh, it'll curve north before it gets to the uh, to the states, but maybe the Mid Atlantic up that way might get it. But who knows? But anyway, we we'll be watching it. That's for sure. But which means also that, you know, because of our luck, that also means that 
the Keys are in trouble because we have a reservation for that for them next year. So we are we are a bad omen. So <sighs> oh well. On to the matters at hand. Philippians chapter 2, let's do it, y'all. Let's jump into the Word of God, see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, change the world. Let's do it. Philippians chapter 2, this is a classic, classic passage from the Bible. One I quote quite often myself, at least a certain portion of it. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. This is one of those if-then statements. Um, if you have had any, incur any encouragement, any um, comfort, any common sharing in the spirit, any tenderness, compassion, then if you've had any of that, any of it, not even the, let me say, no, no, maybe you don't even can't say even a full measure, but he, just a little smidge. Of course, those are rhetorical questions. Uh, Paul is um, drawing their attention to the fact that they've received a lot of encouragement, <laughs> a lot of unity and sharing with Christ, a lot of comfort, a lot of tenderness, a lot of compassion. They've received this, these things in abundance, as all of us have, who have a relationship with Jesus. In, have been and have been adopted into the family of God. So, so then here we go. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. So unity. Imitate Jesus's humility. If you've benefited at all at all from the gospel, then um, be like-minded. Be uh, of one spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Selfish ambition. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition. What is what's that it's about me? Just to make my, my myself great. Don't do, uh, don't be a self promoter, you know, just promoting yourself, promoting you, 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 right? Point to Jesus, vain conceit, um, vain vanity, right? Focused on yourself, being vain, worried about how you look and how um, you appear. Don't don't do things out of vain conceit. Rather, in humility. Value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. You know, that really is a formula for winning at life. Now, this is just, this is just the way a Christian should act, but it just so happens that it is a formula for winning in life. When we consider, when we value other people, when we not look to just our own interests, but we value the interests of others, even above our own. We care about other people. We look out for the interests of others. We, and when we're talking about the team, we look at the, out for the interests of the people on our team. We look for ways for our team to win. 
We look for ways for our family to win, for the people that are around us. When we look for ways for our friends to win, and we don't uh, make decisions or choices or investments so that I can win, but I make choices and investments and decisions so the people around me can win, guess what? That's a recipe for winning in life. And so it says, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Look out for other people. Look out for one another. Again, humility is not uh, thinking less of yourself. It's not, it's, humility is not devaluing yourself. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. It's it's not always the first uh, priority is not how's it, how am I going to do? How's it, how's it going to make me feel? How's it going to make me look? How's it going to uh, uh, give me an advantage? No. Think about other people. Verse five. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Okay, so this is talking about relationships. If this is if we want to have healthy, thriving relationships, have the same mindset. Think about things the way Jesus did. How did he do that? Well, this is this beautiful Christ, known as the beautiful Christ hymn, kenosis, self-emptying him. Who, that is Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, so he was God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So he had, he was God, but he didn't, he wasn't looking for, how can I use this to my advantage? He was looking about out at, because of his position as God, how can I use my position to serve others? Well, by saving the world. <laughs> like he could use this position as the divine son to make a way for all of humanity to be reconciled to God. How can I use this position, this unique position, to actually help millions and millions and millions of people? I can do it by giving my life so that I can reconcile people to God. So think about the positions that you have, the opportunities that you have, the tables that you sit at that other people don't sit at. How can you use that spot? How can you use that position? How can you use that status? How can you use that opportunity to lift other people? So, you know, you know, I'm, for me, I, I'm a lead pastor, right? That's one of the one of the chairs I sit at, one of the tables I sit at. I'm uh, lead a local church. So, how can I use that spot not for my own advantage, but how can I use it to help lift other people? Well, by giving other people opportunity. By giving other people a voice. By giving other people experiences that may they might not may not have access to if I don't if I don't permit them or allow them or invite them. You know, there, there are some places, some tables you sit at that other people will not sit at unless you invite them. There are some circles, some places of influence that you are at that other people will never have access to unless you specifically invite them and give them access. There are experiences that people won't be able to attain or get to unless you uh, invite them, unless you open up the door for them. 
could be it could be your kids that we're talking about here. Could be employees. It could be friends. Um, but you have access to things that um, that others might enjoy and benefit from, but will never have unless you make it available to them. Some of you have a boat. You got a boat? Some people have never been on the water. Some people have never been to the beach. Some people never, you know, seen what you see. How are they going to see it? They won't unless you invite them. Yeah. Different experiences. So Jesus, who was, being, who was very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Hmm. He, he made himself nothing. nothing. Self-emptying, that's that kenosis. You know, there's a parallel between the impact of our lives and the willingness we have to empty ourselves. The more emptying we do, the greater our impact. Jesus had a lot of rights, a lot of privilege, but he emptied all of it for the sake of others. And as a result of that massive self-emptying, he had massive impact. Some people don't have much of an impact in life because they, won't, they don't want to empty themselves. They don't want to humble themselves. And there's a direct relationship. The more we humble ourselves, the greater our impact. The more we lay our own rights down and consider others, the greater our impact on others and the greater our, our uh, legacy. But we have to be willing to take that risk. So Jesus made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, becoming made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, sir. That's the thing, man. Like, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. You will you will acknowledge Jesus as Lord. You will. You know, I know most people listen to the podcast. You've already done that voluntarily, willfully, joyfully acknowledging him as Lord. But the truth is, if you haven't, you will. Maybe not joyfully, maybe not willingly, but you will acknowledge it because every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There'll come a day when every knee will bow. And some of those knees will bow voluntarily and with excitement, and some will be out of uh, shame, to their own shame and regret. But it will be to God's glory because God uh, has revealed himself to the world through Jesus. Therefore, dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's a great verse, man. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that doesn't mean you earn your salvation. It doesn't mean you, you, you save yourself. It doesn't mean you work for your salvation with fear and trembling. It means you work out your salvation. It means 
working it out. How sh- ne- working it out is a way of saying, because I'm a Christian, how should I live in this situation? I'm working it out. I'm I'm living it out. I'm figuring out what it means to live uh, this Philippians chapter two, putting others before myself, living in humility, living like Jesus did. How do I how do I live like that in this circumstance? How do I live like Jesus with this situation, with this sort of this set of circumstances? How do I live um, like Jesus in this uh, context? That's working out my salvation with what fear and trembling, like taking it serious. Like I want to do it right. It matters. I'm representing Jesus. I'm representing the Lord. It has people's eternal destinies. Um, at stake in the way that I live out my life as a saved person. So it matters. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So God's at work in us, helping us to do it. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Oh, Lord, we all got to repent right there. Do what? Everything without grumbling or arguing. So some people do everything with grumbling. They do everything with grumbling. Everything with a, every, They grumble about everything. They argue about everything. Jesus says, do the opposite of that. <laughs> flip that. Flip, <laughs> flip that script. Do everything without grumbling. Come on. And arguing. Man, just decide today, I'm not going to grumble and argue. Whatever's set before me today, I'm not going to grumble about it. Verse 15, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And that's the truth. You'll stand out. Then you will shine. I love this verse. I love this verse. You do that, man. You live like Jesus did in this world. You do everything without grumbling or complaining or arguing. And um, this is what will happen. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold out firmly to the word of life. You'll stand out. One translation says you'll you'll shine like stars in the universe. You live without grumbling. Man, in this world, if if you live positive and you don't grumble and argue and you aren't mean and uh, arrogant, you're going to stand out. Like, even more so, because our because our if it was true in Paul's day, it's certainly true today. We live in a a warped and crooked generation. Well, there's a lot of hatred, a lot of anger, and if you live the way Jesus did, you're going to stand out. You're going you're going to shine bright. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ Jesus that I did not run or labor in vain. He's saying so. He's on the Philippian church. If you do these things and you shine like you can shine, man, it's going to. Um, I can boast because my investment in you and my leading you and my encouraging encouragement of you uh, was not in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice. Verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I may be cheered when I, re- cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. Wow. You got a friend in me. Timothy's a good friend. He cares. He, generally care- he genuinely cares about the, the Philippian church. Verse 21, 
For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. Again, remember Paul's in prison. So he's saying, you know, I'm going to send Timothy. We're going to see how things shake out here. But my hope is to send him. And my hope, in fact, is even to go my, come to myself to see you. But I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Brother was sick. He got COVID. <laughs> Now, I don't know. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'm not sure what he had. I'm not sure what he had. He had something. He had a cold. He was sick. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also to, on me, to spare me, from, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. So when people see Epaphroditus, they're going to be excited because they knew that he was ill, but now he's better. God raised him up. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give him. Paul's saying, look, he, he stood in the gap. When you couldn't, when you were not available to be here, Epaphroditus was here, encouraged me, and was serving, and gave literally almost gave his whole his actual life. Uh, think would it not was it not were it not for Jesus he would be with Jesus. Um, so uh, honor people like that. Honor people who work hard among you. Um, that's a that's a that's a um, a theme throughout the New Testament that we should honor those who work hard among us. Uh, we should recognize them and honor them. And appreciate them. So Paul's reminding them of that fact uh, here in Philippians 2. All right, you guys. So glad you guys are on. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the example of Jesus um, to, um, to humble ourselves, to uh, have this mind in us that was also in Jesus, and to consider others uh, more than ourselves, um, to have an impact by emptying ourselves. And so today we choose not to grumble or argue. Um, we choose to live uh, in a way that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling because we want to have an impact. We want to shine like stars in the universe, not for ourselves, not for our own glory, but for your glory. So help us to do that today. Lord, I pray for my friends that you would encourage and strengthen whatever special needs or concerns they have in their lives. May you bless them and touch them today in a powerful way. May they sense your presence and grace with them and around them every step through this day. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you guys so much for being on today. I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Philippians chapter 3. Until then, have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.